five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. This is Mike. Welcome to the Scooby-Doo Show. And I'm Pat. I'm Joe. And I'm Josh. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for that pesky restraining order. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> restraining orders are just another way of saying I love you. From a distance. From 500 yards so away. We, we are talking Scooby-Doo with guest starring Jonathan Winters. Yes. Yes, starring Batman and Robin. Mm. You guys are going to chime in I with any the guest Harlem stars, are you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Pat, you got a guest star? Uh, Ethel Merman? <laughs> I don't think she was on there, was she? <laughs> she should have been. Nothing. She should have been. I would have watched. I, I, I mean, no, nobody loves Ethel Merman more than children. <laughs> exactly. That's been proven by science. They did have Mama Cass, though. Got roses! <laughs> Yay! Hello. All right, everybody. Yeah, we are talking about Scooby-Doo. We are uh, jumping right in there. Yeah. Old school Scooby-Doo. 1969 was created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. Also responsible for such classics as the Mr. T Show. Yeah. Yeah, with Jabberjaw, Plastic Man Comedy Hour, and... Thundar the Barbarian. Ariel, ukla, to me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, you yeah, ass. Wow. Uh, way to pull that out of your butt. That's fantastic. Yeah. I-, I was waiting wow. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Nice. Ukla the mop. You can't use that word. Only we can use that word. Oh. So, so do, how many of us actually got to watch the 1969 Version. I'm kind of thinking at some point we did. We may not have realized it, though, because we were probably kind of young. But I'm guessing we probably did at some point. Yeah. I, All right. I remember most clearly probably the 72 to 73 new Scooby-Doo movies with the rotating celebrity guest star. Mm-hmm. That was with the uh, Batman showing up and everybody else showing up all around yeah. there. Um, I'm sure all of us have seen... At, you know, the, at least some of the first five. I actually dug up and found the DVD of the first five episodes. See, I remember the Scooby-Doo Where Are You probably the best. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'm looking uh, Night. What a Night for a Night. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Hassle in the Castle was the other, the second one. And uh, Mind Your Own Business was also in the, one of the five. That was the uh, Minor 49er. That was that third one, or the fourth one, but I, you know, the third one I watched. Honestly, just just as I remembered... Did you guys still, did you guys go back and, what do you think? Patrick? Well, you know, um, alright, I'll just be the first one to lead off with, with the, this is another one of those things that I just never got, never liked, never appreciated. <gasps> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, I just never, I never liked it, you know, I just, it felt to me like I was watching the same episode every single time I watched it. You were! Show. But that is the point. That's the point. I didn't, I didn't like that. It's 1969. I like that. I, I, I want my cartoons to be a little more stimulating. <laughs> I thought it was okay, so. going to say realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. I only watch cartoons on C-SPAN. Okay. <laughs> Tonight on the only, Blitzer, where are you? Yeah, I only, only watch the court, court reporter. Be on show cartoon. <laughs> court reporter drawings, that's all I watch. <laughs> The stenographer. No, okay. So if you didn't, if you didn't like Scooby Doo, what did you watch? Um, paint dry. Yeah, I mean, I really honestly, I, mean, I honestly didn't watch person. a whole lot of cartoons. I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh, I watched the the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I watched. Um, that was not, hmm? Yeah, we'll be getting to that subject. I'm sure. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah so at some point, and I watched um, uh, GI Joe. I have a but question. I mean, yeah, Pat, were you born old? 
Shut up. <laughs> but yes. No, he was born old. He was born. He Texas. was born with an Ovaltine in his hand. Were there too many syllables in Scooby Doo? I would <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> See, I liked it. I mean, I going back. Yeah, it was terrible. It really was because in the first, I mean, the you know there is no plot, but it was still goofy fun. Have you guys ever heard my Scooby Doo? I do a really mean Scooby Doo impersonation. No, I've never heard right. it. I'm pretty sure I've heard it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Shaggy, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> that's, that's a very mean Scooby Doo. Yeah. Dead. No, but, but seriously, I, no, I do do a uh, good Scooby Doo. And actually, today, ironically enough, I'm wearing my Scooby Doo shirt. Number one, in honor of the show, and number two, at work today, all the systems were down all the, the whole day. And the first time they let us know that the systems were down at work, they have a loudspeaker, and I didn't know it was there. And there's this loudspeaker, and this voice comes on and starts saying, you know, such and such is down. We'll let you know once the system improves. And so as soon as it got quiet, I went ghost. <laughs> and, uh, everybody in the room busted up laughing and i said i love you raggy and uh yeah uh, anyway that's my actual scooby-doo impersonation but yes all right i like pretty it. good <clears throat> so yeah so a little okay little history this original old school scooby-doo scooby-doo where are you i'm sure that's the one that all of us remember as being the classic one uh cbs from 1969 to 1975 that's how long that one hug on uh, then eventually it moved to, where to go, to ABC from 76 to 86. And that's where the Scooby-Doo movies, where the Globetrotters and the Three Stooges and Adam's Family, Batman and Robin, all them, all those guys showed Can up. Can I just say how amazed I was when I started <clears throat> researching this, even before this show, um, how long, number one, it's been around, and number two, how many different incarnations it's had since we were, before we were born even. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's insane, the staying power of this dog. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, there were some losers in there. I mean, the Richie Rich Scooby-Doo hour. That was And the whole cartoon about kids having adventures with their pet. There were a bunch that uh, were successful for a while and kind of fell uh, along the wayside, not remembered as well as Scooby-Doo. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Josie and the Pussycats had... Uh, had some sort of animal. There's there are a few other. Oh, they had the little cat, Fangface. Right, and they had a lot of tails. Uh, well, like we said, Jabberjaw. Yeah. It seemed like that was like the the template at a certain point in time. Did uh did Rape Ape? Did he go around with anybody else? <laughs> I think again we're watching different <laughs> shows. Rape Ape. What? It wasn't quite as popular as the <laughs> and other one. And then there was uh... his his partner was the non consensual bear. <laughs> <laughs> Rape Ape. I'm pretty sure there was uh, also like the Chan Clan. Well, what was the one that had? What like, is it with uh, you and what? Chan things? You're like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying Chan... I'm not making this up. Well, let me see. The Chan you Clan. You had the Chan gum last time, didn't you? Uh, let me see. No, that was the that was the uh, Cherry Chan. <laughs> the cherry Clan, uh, yes. Was... <laughs> yeah, Cherry. Well, what was the one with the space the spacey Scooby Doo and uh, what was that one? Dynamite. Oh, yeah, Dynamite. Yeah. That was a direct ripoff, basically. I mean, at least the character oh, design. Then, well, I mean, yeah, he was a dog. Scooby Doo was a Great Dane. Dino Mutt was a, you know, uh, a whippet or something. I don't know. <laughs> the Amazing <laughs> Chan and the Chan Clan. <laughs> yes, Josh. The Amazing Chan yes, Clan. Uh, Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan was a uh, uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon from 1972, written by Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> You know what kids need? <laughs> Kid needs some racism. That's what there we, we need. go. I, I put a uh, I put a link in the chat. Oh. <laughs> All right. I love racism. 
I swear I didn't make that one up. Like NASCAR <laughs> and Formula the, One? The Chan family dog was named... Oh, my God, Chichu. I remember that. <laughs> okay, now that I see... The yeah, because Charlie, Charlie Chan. Chan Mr. Oh. Mr. Charlie the Amazing Chan. Yes, and it had Charlie Chan, Henry Chan, Stanley Chan, Susie Chan, Alan Jackie Chan. Chan. <laughs> no, there's a Scooter Chan and Choo Choo. I like Flip Chan. <laughs> oh, wow, Jodie Foster did voices for Ann Chan. Did you say Ann Chanfield? Ann Chan, yes, Ann Chanfield. Yes, yeah, scroll down on the Wikipedia. Under redubbed voices, Jodie Foster totally voiced this crazy racist oh my God. show. Oh, nice. No, that's got to be the only the same Jodie Foster. Um, How many Jodie um, Fosters do you know? This is what turned her lesbian. Three. <laughs> Three. Allegedly. <laughs> Oh, you know, you click the link and it's totally that Jodie Foster. <laughs> it is that Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, wow, just looking at her picture makes me want to shoot the president. <laughs> Dude, I and... love Jodie Foster. Don't knock her. And I know you. I just put scotch in my eyes when you said that. <laughs> That's how Pat got on a list. <laughs> Another list. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to Scooby-Doo, um, the actual topic of the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Scooby-Doo, where are you? One, I want to say the animation, yes. uh, being one of the artists of the group, is terrible. Well, it's very basic. Just, that's all. It is, man. They were trying to crank these out as fast as possible. Well, it's like and me it, when was, the wife's asleep. That was... <laughs> <laughs> when, it takes you, when it takes you five minutes to write a script, yeah, the, the animation's going to be behind. You're like, come on, guys, catch up. Well, that's pretty <laughs> typical of the era, though, where they only want to have one body part of various characters moving at once. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the eyes. And it, it yeah. is all just cell work. <laughs> they just leave the backgrounds and just draw draw a bunch of faces. Yeah, they that's um, that's one of the things I was watching with the kids in the room. Kids, and uh, at one point, uh, my daughter goes, "Why is it that sometimes they decide not to color in the eyes?" <laughs> They didn't whip them hard enough at the animation factory. <laughs> we saved $50 not coloring the eyes in every other color. <laughs> well, and then they yeah. use the same background over and over again, just like on like the Flintstones. You know, they're running and they run past the same tree like 16 times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the, or the, uh, you can almost see that the, the mystery machine is just the same cell over the top again and again and yeah. again. Did you guys see the recent episode, one of the last episodes of Futurama where they did a parody on Scooby-Doo? They are uh, uh, Benny Hill like running through doors bits. Oh it's, yeah, it's funny. They they show the van with them all in it, and they show it. It looks like an animation cell being dragged across the, a background, <laughs> a painted background. Oh, I do remember that. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was dead on too. And then they had um they had uh George Takei guesting on there. <laughs> nice. Oh my! In a Kabuki theater. Oh anyway. my. Okay. Yeah, no, the animation was bad, so, but it was still fun. I mean, what, you get monsters, you get drug humor that you didn't understand, and you get to watch peop, you know, guys eat giant sandwiches. Well, and whenever they're looking for clues, Fred and Daphne just disappeared. They, yeah. they had to have been together. Well, do we that, I'll get to that. I'll get to that when we start talking about the new shows. Oh, well, that's right. With the no, ascot, I'm still like, questioning whether he was interested in Daphne. He kept that ascot through every damn show. Dude, that Bill. guy got more ascot than I mean, <laughs> than Pat got. Than Pat got. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> <I'm>, 
If I could have strung that all together, well, it rhymed. <laughs> yeah, we, we were sh- we were sharing that emotion. Let me try right that there. again. You know that Fred? He got more Ascot than Pat got. There you go. Not as funny. Yeah, not it's better. Still not, it's still not funny. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> Should I stick to the masturbation jokes? Indeed. Yeah, stick with what you know, man. Not quit jacking around. Uh, speaking of masturbation, then we have Scrappy Doo coming in about 1979. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Now, who the hell thought that was a good yeah. idea? Absolutely. Two people, probably. Their name were Hannah and Barbara. As someone who doesn't even like Scro- Scooby Doo, when Scrappy Doo came out, I just wanted to—I I wanted to punch my TV in the face. <laughs> TV had a face. His TV was designed <laughs> by David Cronenberg. That was your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> well, she got what was coming to her. Yeah, bringing up Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Texas was weird back then, wasn't it? His grandma's just talking about puppy power. She had Alzheimer's, man. You don't punch her. So, She's never yeah, going to turn me in. Scrappy was terrible. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, no, Scrappy Doo was a terrible idea. I think that is uni- it is universally known. Has Have either of you, I know Joel's seen, it, seen the uh, movie. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we yeah. will get to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw part Oh, we have to connect it. Well, I mean, we have to connect it to the, connect it to if we're talking to Scrappy Doo. Because in the movie, the main villain is actually turns out to be Scrappy Doo. Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, spoiler for a bad movie that came out 14 years ago, or 10 that years sucks ago. Ass. Yeah. Well, what? what? Yeah, it wasn't no, that it bad. Was no, it was bad. It was very bad. <clears throat> Scrappy Doo was the worst part of the uh, 80s. But does anyone remember? Uh, was it Scooby Dumb? <laughs> his cousin? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. His like stupid. It, West Virginia inbred cousin. Yeah, yes. he was like Gomer Pyle. Yeah. yeah. He had, was it Scooby? Yeah, he had big buck teeth. Actually, funny story. Yeah. Um, or a red hat. A, uh, a, a friend of mine and a listener, I don't know if he listens to this show yet, but he's a listener of my other shows, Jeremy, a.k.a. Square State Samurai, Samurai he designs uh, sports figures, like statues. He does it on the sideline as a, as a job. He actually created a character of me. Um, but anyway, his daughter... Love Scooby Doo. When did you start playing no, sports? No, I'm not dressed in sports gear. Um, but I do have Wayne Gretzky's pants on. Anyway. Right, I, I'm not, but I have an ascot. So his daughter loves Scooby Doo, but her favorite character is Scooby Dumb. And she wanted a Scooby Dumb figure. So he couldn't find them because they don't exist because Scooby Dumb is not popular. <laughs> so he went and he took a Scooby Doo figure and he did his, since he designs figures for a living, basically. He designed it into Scooby Dumb, and it was pretty awesome. But Scooby Dumb is still not a great character. Better than Sco- Scrappy Doo, though. I, I do have to uh, roll it back. Scooby Dumb was not from West Virginia. He was from the Okefenokee Swamp of Southern Georgia. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. of course he was. Which is, is if you make a right at Albuquerque, it'll <clears throat> take you there instead of a left. That's much less offensive being <laughs> from Okefenokee or whatever. Well, and then there were the lesser known. Uh, sub-characters there in the 70s and 80s. Yabadoo. Who's Yabadoo? Yabadoo is Scooby-Doo's brother. He's a white Great Dane. Oh, that maybe he looked like Fred Flintstone or something. I don't remember that. I don't either. I'm looking this up. They didn't call him, they didn't call him Yo, like, I don't know, Aryan Doo or something? No, his uh, adventures take place out west. Uh, There was Yabadoo. Yeah, Yabadoo. Then there was Yo Gabadoo. Oh my gosh. Scooby D. <laughs> I remember Scooby D. Yeah, oh, the female. Look at that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my lord. They Scooby were really did she dre- scraping the bottom of the barrel. Did she dressed in like a tight leather outfit. 
smoking while she's walking through the carnival? She apparently, I just look in here on Wikipedia, because I don't remember that much about Scooby-Dee besides her existence. Apparently she was going to come back as Scooby-Doo's girlfriend, but the show ended. The Laugh Olympics were uh, shut down. Wow. See, I like well, It was after all that, uh, you know, sports uh, doping stuff going on. So, so basically they, they cock-blocked Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, we're going to give you a girlfriend. Nope, just kidding. Yes, Pat, that's what happened. That's exactly What's it. That blinking. Are you, you having a stroke? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you smell toast? <laughs> I'm looking. Actually, I do smell toast. I'm looking at the pictures I, I smell of maple syrup. <laughs> of Yabba Doo. And it looks, is he driving around with John Denver? <laughs> John Denver's full of shit. It looks like John Denver. And somebody actually took the time to put together a papercraft uh, Yabba Doo. Why is Orko on here? Oh, Deputy Dusty. Yeah, he does sort of look like uh, John Denver, doesn't he? Yeah. John. But he's not skiing. Oh, Yikes. Oh. Neither is John Denver. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John Why are you apologizing? Mike went as John Denver for Halloween the year he died. I did not go as John Denver for Halloween. I went as zombie John Denver <laughs> That's for Halloween. much better. <laughs> that was the same year that you went as the uh, Ninja Mime. Yeah. Everyone kept asking if I was the crow. I was kind of mad. Were Ninja Mime in that redundant? Aren't they, like, quiet anyway? Yep. Well, he walked around with a cassette recorder, and he had pre-recorded comments that he would play for people. Yeah, that was your cassette recorder. I think I still have it. You might. <laughs> I'm... The, thing about, the thing about being a ninja mime is that you can go around killing people, but you can't tell anyone about it. I think you just got to trap them in visible boxes. <laughs> so anyway, so, there's some bastards. Anyway, so, so we got Yabadoo, Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Dum. What was the girl's name again? Scooby-D. Scooby-D. They were really milking it, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, well, that's when you start to get a franchise like that that starts to flag in popularity, you start adding characters, and the first one's always the annoying little kid. I mean, they did it with the Brady Bunch with Oliver. Oh, yeah. They, did it, they guys... did it with the Cosby Show. Yep. Have you seen Sharknado? So is there like a little shark? No. It was caught in a small wind. <laughs> the sci-fi original <laughs> movie, got... Sharknado, because Cousin Oliver's in it, and spoilers, he dies. <laughs> he dies, and it's fantastic. I thought you were saying that they were trying to revive Sharknado by bringing a small shark and a small tornado <laughs> into the franchise. See, I I looked up Scooby-Doo Cousins, and I got a picture of Fonzie jumping the shark. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, we've yeah. come full circle. Yeah, there we go. So, <clears throat> Scooby-Doo all around is still, I mean, it's still popular. Yeah. 1969, it, was it came out. getting pretty lame. I mean... Beyond all the Scrappy-Doo stuff, when they cut all of the characters and pretty much, I think they brought back Daphne was the only one, by the time you got to like 13 Ghosts in the mid to late 80s. Mm-hmm. Which um, is when you have noted here that Casey Kasem dropped out. Yes, and that is a weird little thing, because in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, Casey Kasem dropped out as doing the voice of Shaggy, because apparently Casey Kasem is a very strict vegetarian. Which, whatever, okay? They wound up having to do a Burger King commercial that year. And because of that, he dropped out. Now, if you look in what's new Scooby-Doo? Uh, let's see, 86, uh, 2002. Casey Kasem returns as the voice of Shaggy, but demanded that they make Shaggy a vegetarian in that show. Yeah, and I'm sure I, uh, after the break we're going to talk more about that and about all of the... Uh 
things that they did to try to update. But, you know, even before we got to the post-2000, like, modern era of Scooby-Doo, they started doing, like, updates and self-referential humor in uh, uh, the reboot, the first reboot, the the pup named Scooby-Doo. I like that one. I remember watching that. And once again, it was self-deprecating. It may be the scotch talking. Yes. Scotch in your eye? But the salt. Yes, scotch in my eye, which felt wonderful. The, um, the pup named Scooby Doo was, uh, self-aware. It was one of the things that I was, uh, that I remember from it when I was watching it was whenever Velma would say jinkies, a news reporter would show up out of nowhere and be like, Velma just said jinkies. That means she's found a clue. <laughs> and then he would disappear. Yeah, because Velma never was... talked aside from saying, like, jinkies. Or, like, at the end, if I remember, did she talk when she went to explain, like, everything else that was going on? Well, she was usually the one that did explain what was going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 And she usually said jinkies and then didn't say anything until the very end right. of it. She spent and too then, much time looking for her glasses to, to talk about anything. Right. You had yeah. Red Herring, I think was his name, was the uh, mm-hmm. ginger kid that Fred always was trying to pin the crime on. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I'm looking to see if I have... Oh, look, at here I have the original music, too. But um, but no, Pup Named Scooby-Doo. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo? I don't re- really remember that well. I don't recall watching that pretty much at all. I, I did. At all. I, I mean, I think I was always uh, upset when you got out of, like, the 1960s musical acts, like, halfway through, like, a chase scene. Because that was one of my favorite parts. It always reminded me, like, I know it wasn't actually the monkeys, but it always sounded, like, monkeys-esque, monkeys-ish, yeah. when, when they bust. And uh, you see that a lot in, like, the uh, theme song in the original Scooby-Doo and uh, new Scooby movies. Mm-hmm. Hey, here we go. Hang on. Uh, Are you singing it for us? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Where are you? We got Yeah, that's my jam. It's very funky. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo. I see. All right, well, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got a very small rhyming dictionary for right. that one, but no, I mean it's it's you're you're right. It was very like you said monkey esque for the music, and in more recent ones they've. I mean we'll get to that after the break, but more recent ones we've actually had some surprising groups doing music for the for these and shows. Good stuff too. I think that a lot of people have fond memories of the like mini music videos that happened in the chase scenes as. Oh yeah, the iconic part of the best years of Scooby Doo, because well, you, mm-hmm. yeah. and I th- well you have you always have the standard, cha- you have the chase scene where they're running between the doors, everyone's coming out of different doors. Uh, you have the chase scene where uh, Scooby winds up in front of what or behind whatever it is he's chase that's chasing him, and then you have like Shaggy and Scooby wearing crazy costumes and doing a character for the monster who falls for it for like fifteen seconds and then they screw it up. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. You had your standard template for every single yeah, that's show. That's why I hated it. See, nah, you're. Yeah, you're lame. You know, it's funny. I think like any. Like, <laughs> did you hear that noise, Patrick? That's the rest of America hating I, you. I will tell you though, honestly, one thing that I will give the show credit for is is uh, with their theme song and everything, they were able to get all the kids of America to sing about doobies in front of their parents. So. 
I do like that. I see what you did there. Well, yeah, that, that, that's like what they that. did. I mean, they they purposely put the word "doobie" in the song, you know, insinuating the whole pothead culture and everything that Shaggy and Scooby were in. Maybe they just like the Doobie Brothers, dude. Because if you ever if you ever watch it, I mean, there's all kinds of like hidden drug references everybody mm-hmm. catches as you're older. But I mean, they they were getting away with it as kids in front of. Well, kids. that's what thing that always everybody points out, and when they go back and look, even and now it's become you know part of the inside humor of the show exactly. is that that how blatantly obvious you know shaggy was a stoner and scooby was his buddy and so they got high they ate lots of food and they and saw they them. solved mysteries which no, may yeah. or may not have actually happened and and you know frequently they'd open up the back doors and just a smoke just <laughs> billowing out is it because they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what though all things said patrick if somebody offered you a van that was painted up like the mystery machine would you take oh, it yeah course <laughs> see yeah of course oh, you will yeah. you see you, you you don't hate scooby-doo that no. much one of the things here's one of the things that i captured is that didn't transfer over to the originals when i was watching them but the the continual soundtrack that was going on in the background of the uh first scooby-doos there was always music there was always that laugh track there was always the sound effects yeah. hang on i got hang on what is this scooby original here we go that one didn't work no I was thinking Joel was Skyping out again. No, no I think we lost Mike. M- Mike found the button which disconnected. <laughs> it kept us all on, ironically. Mike's like, hey, watch this. I'm going <laughs> to... Like any collective trauma uh, with Scooby-Doo, we all remember the original, but nothing that came after. You know, it's like it's like uh, when your uncle touched you, right, Pat? Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> no, you don't remember those uncle. times. Oh, that's right. You came out old. <laughs> and Mike is currently saying, well, shit, what? Apparently he is disappeared. <laughs> Mike, is in the, Mike is in the ether. <laughs> and next, the mystery of the missing Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, call Scooby-Doo. We'll solve this mystery. Yes. Oh, he will, damn it. And in the end, we'll find out that Mike was actually Will's Amboli. <laughs> Michael, edit that out. Yes. <laughs> No, Michael, where are you, Michael? This is funny. Mike, Mike goes to play something and he just disappears. He, he hit a awesome. button and a, and a secret passage in the wall opened up and he fell back into it. Is what I think actually happened there. Mike just dropped the F-bomb. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he just pushes that button and his chair just, just backwards into the wall. So I guess it makes Mike Daphne. <laughs> Either that or some sort of evil villain that's trying to stop James Bond. Oh, oh man. <laughs> All right, so after the break, we're, we're going to take a look for Mike. <laughs> we're we're going to play a little bit of 1960s or 1970s music here, I think. And uh, we're going to find out whether it was Old Man Withers who took Mike. <laughs> or... Uh... <laughs> All right, we'll see you after the break. Friend now, and y'all would solve the case. And then we have Daphne, a total waste of space. And don't forget Velma, as butch as she can be. And when she loses her glasses, that poor Velma just can't see. They all say, Scooby Doo, where are you? And I say, Put your glasses on, we're right here. Let's get that to Scooby Doo. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome we are back. back to you. Yeah, hey, I'm back. I found my way. Yeah, we found Mike under an old roller coaster. 
Yes, old man Crothers had stuck me there because he was trying to take over the uh, fun house so he can search for the treasure with no one seeing. That's pretty good. I never understood that one. It's a pretty convoluted plot line for a break. It was. (laughs) It was. It took me a while to get out of there. But it was one of those things that, you know, once you got the mask off, it was like, oh, hey, old man Crothers. Why do they always have to? Here's one of the things I was looking at. I, I actually wrote down on my notes. These costumes start growing in complexity by like geometric proportions. Yeah. I mean, which which one of the new ones did you guys watch? I, I watched all the new ones with my kids when they were originally aired. The 2010 Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Well, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of what's new Scooby Doo and kind of hated it. But uh, we'll we'll get to I think an in depth Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated because while that was actually really really good. Yeah, that I'm I'm just, I I'm gonna agree with you on that, but I'm just, let's just talk about the the different incarnations of the villains. Okay. Sure. Okay. The first show, the first Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, where are you? It's a dude in a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. The second episode, it's a guy with a sheet over his head. <laughs> Wait, they By fought the, the clan? clan? Yeah, they did. You <laughs> missed that one. You, you didn't see the one where he was going up against the Illinois Nazis? Uh-oh, racism. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. No, but it seems like as they go on, the um, these costumes, and, and the costumes with the, the villains, get more and more complex to the, like, in the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated one, did you see the one with the giant crab? Yes. I did not get that far. Okay. A giant mechanical electronic, you know, crab creature... With this one dude running it in the inside, like like a like a um like a mech type thing. So we've gone from 1969, where a guy's wearing a suit of armor and chasing him around, or a guy's wearing a uh, sheet over his head and chasing him around, to full-on electrical suits, full-on mechs, and that sort of but thing. But that was a damn scary suit of armor. I mean, it was dusty and everything. Well, it was on its way to Britain. That initially, I was confused because I watched that. I was like, "Oh, it's on its way." You know, this it said the sticker on the side of the box for the armor said, "Deliver to so and so in Great Britain." And I did not know up until that point that the guys from Scooby Doo were British. Well, you're talking about how elaborate the monster costumes get, but one thing we kind of left out is there was the one time where the monsters were real. Yes, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yes, and that was actually pretty damn good. Most of the movies in the 90s and 2000s have been pretty good overall, except for Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, which was not good. Not You didn't like the one? No, I didn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why? It was just, it was just garbage. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I can't even. In, because it was blue. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. All I know is it. When I was watching it with my kids, my kids are just fanatical about Scooby-Doo like I was as a kid, which makes me happy, by the way. Um, I, I just was sitting there going, what the hell happened? Because we had watched the it 2010. Me feel unclean. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we'd watched the 2010 Mystery Incorporated. I'm like, holy sweet Jesus, Scooby-Doo is back in a big bad way. And then we went backwards to watch some of the older movies that were on Netflix. And that one was ended up being on Cartoon Network or something. And I just was like, good Lord, we've come a long way, baby. You know? I mean, was it? It just was that the one with the little furry, like triple-looking things. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look it up real quick. It just the animation was was bad. The voice acting they they didn't have um, 
I don't think Gray Lisi was in it. I don't think. Um, okay, wait. Let me make sure you don't have to look. Was that the one where they wound up that all of them were in the Matrix? Basically, yeah. Okay, I agree with you then. That yeah, one was in crap. general, if you have something in the late '90s through the 2000s and it had cyber attached to it, it was probably bad unless what was attached to cyber was the word punk. Mm-hmm. Unless William Gibson wrote it at that point, right. it was trash. Yeah. With what's new, Scooby Doo? Um, I went to the library and I found that was the only that one and the originals were the only ones that they had for uh, checkout. Mm. Um, very uh, technical lack of a better word. Suddenly they start getting GPS and suddenly they start having cell phones and having, you know, all this equipment, you know, and, and even at one point in one of the episodes, which let's see if I see which one on the side of the box here. There's one that takes place during a snowboarding uh, event. Yeah. I think it was a case of them trying too hard to update it. And it, it's okay if you're more subtle with the updates, but you get to a point where it's like, see, we're not in the 60s anymore. They have a cell phone. Well, okay, let me see. I'm looking at this one. It doesn't It doesn't say which one. A scary snowboard. There's no creature like Snow Creature. That was the first one on the uh, What's New Scooby-Doo season. And at one point, Fred breaks his leg and is in a wheelchair. And they're looking out the window going, oh, my God, what's going on out there? Hang on. I have my night vision goggles. And Daphne turns to him and goes, convenient (laughs) (laughs) and that point was like that's when they started getting really self-aware um some other i'm looking at the uh people that had been in this one they had mike piazza was also did a voice in the season finale and what else it say american pop idol jc chazez from nsync oh yeah (laughs) he was in there and Lindsay pagano what an odd grouping it was in riva rodriguez riva (laughs) rodriguez (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no i mean in the uh the what's new scooby-doo version that was also where casey Kasem uh came back to do shaggy and he was a vegetarian yeah. and i after reading that i paid attention and he was which i mean they didn't outwardly say it but all he ate was like lettuce and fruit he wasn't eating those huge ass sandwiches anymore it's just not right though no, Shaggy's got to have burgers and stuff. He's like that he generation wimpy. A bowl of hummus. Right. <laughs> no, that's what he smells like. He's the same oh, guy man. that would like put a whole ham in between like two halves of a baguette, and that was his sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, and then, Scooby, this is such a good pile of hummus. Give me some more pita, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a good sketch, Shaggy. Sorry. I've got the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> Raggy, you so, pulled but, out. <laughs> Yeah. So that one, that what's new Scooby Doo only lasts from 2002 to 2005. I'm totally which then fine was, with that. Yeah, I, I wasn't that long, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue, 2006 to 2008. I wasn't able to find any of this. I completely missed that one too. Yeah. I, in this one, I'm looking. Tenth uh, incarnation of the of the Scooby Doo cartoons. Uh, that was one where it was just Scooby and Shaggy. His rich uncle Shaggleford disappeared <laughs> and left Shaggy as the sole heir for his inheritance. It's like they're not even trying anymore. They're like, I, I don't know, make it Shaggleford, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, he, it's he, like, make, make him live in Shaggleville. If you take out, I mean, I know that Scooby and Shaggy were a big reason why people love that show, and Scooby being the main reason, but if you take out the other three factors, it just isn't the same show. 
Well, yeah. that was like the one with just Daphne. Right. Wait, wait. Com- comedy needs a straight man. Yeah, I mean, you can't just be a, have, have a goof running around all the time doing everything. It, it, it gets old. Yeah. So it's a mm-hmm. Mike Myers. So this show doesn't work. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you get a cat in a hat if you get that going on. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens when you let the the, uh, the crooked guy keep going, going on his own? Um, let's see what else are my notes here. So in general, when they update and uh, reboot stuff, I- I'm a little skeptical, especially when it's uh, classic cartoons. I, you know, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that stuff. So when I got the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, I got to admit, I was predisposed to not like it. But real quick, don't forget that in between all these updated things, they were doing direct-to-video movies. And sure. they were, we're talking about, oh, a not, ton of them. not talking about the live action stuff yet. Just, just the, yeah. I mean, every year they had at least one come out and they were getting progressively, I think they were kind of honing their craft because the further in you get to those, the better they get overall, especially when they get, you know, Gray Lisi to take over as Daphne regularly and Frank Welker to do, um, I think he pretty much was always Fred, Fred. And Scooby, pretty much always. Yeah. He did both. Yeah. Um, and then when Matthew Lillard took over finally, um, in the Shaggy role, which they had some really bum ones in there for a while, it, it it got to the point where then when Mystery Incorporated happened, it was ready to be you know rebooted properly. So go ahead, take it, Josh. And it was really really great. I mean, uh, maybe it was the influence of what started with the first really good movie, which I, I think is the uh, Voodoo Island, and they just kept getting better and better. When I, I saw it, they did update it, but in a very subtle way. They expanded the cast without mugging for the camera. It was a little mm-hmm. self-referential without being a self-parody. It had a great deal of respect for the original material, and all the characters weren't parodies of the 60s versions of themselves. They were definitely an homage, though, to the uh, 60s versions of themselves, and I really appreciated it. Right, because they weren't modern, because people don't wear ascots, and they don't you know, dress the way they do, but they weren't still stuck in the 60s. They could have been just vintage you know for this dressers or whatever now you know what you're saying people didn't they didn't set themselves in the 60s but if you pay attention to the way everybody else is dressed in scooby-doo mystery incorporated they're wearing like pantsuits and those the big thick glasses there's a lot of people in those shows that are dressed like in old 70s style but it's still a modern show Right, it was kind of yeah. stylized, and that's part mm-hmm. partially because they're living in a tourist attraction that is focused, the entire community is focused on the classic monsters of the 1960s. So it kind of makes sense that everyone kind of emulates that era, because now Mr. Hyde and the crazy robot and the suit of armor, those are revenue streams for the town. Oh, yeah. Which is part of the genius. Yeah, and it's, is the and whole it's actually did you if, if when you watch in the first um, the first episode and when Velma's doing the tour of the uh, the haunted house tour yeah. for her parents and she's like yeah this guy turned out to be so and so and this guy was just a guy in a mask and this guy just you know the minor forty nine er was just Mister you know Mister Carruthers down here and this they all I mean blah, blah, blah. Ketchup here. Brain ketchup to mouth. <laughs> All right. No, it was, very, like I said, very self-referential in the Fred is completely focused on traps. Traps, yes. That's all he talks yes. about is traps. All I want is traps. And he reads his traps magazine and he gets caught with the, what was the centerfold of the traps magazine at one point? <laughs> well, that's, that means a whole different thing now. But that, that mean, that's almost like yeah. they took a magnifying glass and focused on the things that were kind of silly and then magnified them. So that they were the character that was the character. Okay, yeah. No, okay, I'm going to try this again. 
Oh no! And if I disappear, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I, man, I managed to figure out how to do sound bites, and God damn it, I'm gonna get some sound bites in here. All right, now here's a Fred. Here's a Fred uh, phrase from I think episode two, the one with the crab monster. Let's see if this works. Please work. A big salty clam would sure go great with this heat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those where I was like, I almost had the kids leave the room. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not sure where the rest of this is going, guys. You should probably just step out right now. But uh, again, self-referential. They know what's going on. It seems like they know that they're in a TV show. One thing. And oh, go ahead. Mike. Mm-hmm. No, go. Oh no. And there's a lot of in jokes in this into actually other. Hanna Barbera cartoons. In the one that I saw with the crab creature, there. Uh, if you look in the background at the very beginning, Pebbles and Bam Bam, their teenage versions, are walking around on the beach together. I, I did that. not catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it again. I mean, once you know that they're there, I mean, it's like there's a point where the the Scooby Doo group is standing there having a conversation, and just to the right of them are Pebbles and Bam Bam just standing there. Huh. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I mean, playing homage to that sort of. Uh, that sort of thing. The other thing was, if you jump back to, go back in the Wayback Machine to 1969. Oh no, I'm not born yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh has been born. No, Josh disappeared. There. Oh, oh no. Is he back? Nope, he's gone now. Oh, I wasn't born either, but I'm magic, so I'm still here. No, I was still a couple years off too. If you go back to the original, one of the things that I noticed when looking through the credits was there was a name that stood out in 1969 Scooby Doo, okay. and it was Iwa Takamoto. <laughs> <laughs> it's it really it, it initially was one of those things like, huh? I I wonder who the hell that is. So I looked it up. Iwa Takamoto was actually a director of uh, TV shows and that sort of thing. He would do animation for Disney. So he was responsible partly in uh, for um, uh, Sleeping Beauty, for Lady and the Tramp, and um, a bunch of other uh, Disney cartoons. Now, he also skipped out on that and then went left Disney and joined Hanna-Barbera where he did Scooby-Doo and came up. He was essentially, it says in here, that he was the person who uh, came up with the idea for making Scooby a Great Dane. Oh. Yeah. So, um, before that, he was that, a Pomeranian. Yes. <laughs> and that wasn't as fun. Uh, but he, you know, he went on to do, he, Penelope Pitstop, he made Charlotte's Web, he did the Jetsons movie in 1990. So he was like really, and <laughs> surprisingly, he did Hong Kong Fooey too. He was thoroughly ensconced in Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like it. They have anything to do with wacky racers. Uh, da, 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 da. that was like the only thing I ever found funny in Hanna-Barbera. Was what? The wacky wacky racers? racers? Yeah. I love Wacky Racers. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever Sniped liked. With Whiplash? Yeah. Um, da, 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 where'd it go? There is also, where did I find it? In your pants. Well, yeah. But there is actually a reference to Iwa Takamoto in the Scooby-Doo Mystery. I believe it's Mystery Incorporated. It might have been the one before that also. The one in the earlier 90s. But they actually had a a name similar to his that was in there, and I'm trying to find it. Now, well, real totally quick, while you're looking, let me go through some of the people that yeah. have shown up on Mystery Incorporated, which I forgot to mention Mindy Cohen from Facts of Life taking over as Velma was genius. But um, <laughs> Louis, nice. Louis Black, Clancy Brown, who it does a lot of cartoon voices. And then I thought this was funny. Linda Cardinelli, or Card, 
Dell and me who was uh did Velma in the original two live action movies was in it. Tia Carrere, Gary Cole, Jeffrey Combs, um, Francis Conroy, Vivica A. Fox, Mark Hamill, uh, Casey Kasem came in as a character, Udo Kier, uh, Tim Matheson. I mean, it's just uh, like Patrick Warburton. Of course, he pops up everywhere, too. But I mean, it's like it's like they got the right list. mix of stuff and it just it works i don't know what it is but i mean my kids you know just fell in love with it and i was expecting i was like oh boy this is maybe not going to be as good as i remember and i just i i think it's i agree with you well well it is and part of the reason is i think they've got the if if you were a movie if you're a movie star out there if you're been in the been in movies and that sort of thing if somebody gives you a call and says hey you want to do a voice in a scooby-doo cartoon absolutely who would say no really I mean, I'm looking at uh, what's new Scooby-Doo, which honestly was not the best of any of no. them. And I'm look. Oh, here we go. I found it. They actually their character in there is uh, J.J. Hakamoto. There you go. As a famous director, as a recurring character that he keeps showing back up. So they actually had a callback to uh, Takamoto in that one. But looking at the celebrity guest stars, Kiss, and le- to a lesser extent, Smash Mouth, Ice T. <laughs> wow, that's. <laughs> Yeah, James Belushi is on there, you know, again, to a lesser extent. I mean, a, sim- a simple plan? Yeah, yeah. Really? Did voice on uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo. They were guests on the, yeah. As themselves? On Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were themselves. As themselves. They, played, they were playing, I think, like in, wasn't it, weren't they in the snowboarding, like, X Games kind of thing or something? Mm-hmm. It was like they were the house band or something like that. And they actually yeah. participated, if I remember correctly. But yeah, but it's, I mean, it's it's reached a point where 30 years later... You've got these people who have grown up, Nolan North, but I mean, well, Nolan North isn't everything. Um, <clears throat> but ever, anybody who has grown up in the 70s, and this is this group of actors and actresses, again, Mark Hamill, who played Crybaby Clown. Yeah. That's, that's, that's frightening. That is, that is really clever. If you know that, that he, did. he, uh, made his, uh, name after Luke Skywalker as the voice of the Joker. Right. Yes. Which I just found and, uh, a list of some of the guest stars in, in uh, Captain Caveman, Jabberjaw, Speed Buggy, uh, Funky Phantom, and Blue Falcon and Dynamut were some of them that were in The Mystery Incorporated. And just to point out another kind of uh, adult humor that gets thrown in there, Linda Cardinelli's character, who is like Velma's arch rival in the episode, is called Hot Dog Water. Why don't I get that? You've never heard the term Hot Dog Water before? I have, but I, I didn't realize it was necessarily adult. I mean, I, you know, I, it was on Zob, you know, that one board game, Zob Mondo. Would you rather drink a shot glass of foot sweat or a gallon of hot dog water? But, <laughs> uh, well, hot dog water is, uh, it basically, you, what? You brought it up, man. Yeah, you, you I'm gotta not aware close of it, it out. being any kind of euphemism or anything. If, and if Patrick doesn't know yeah. that it's a euphemism, then it's really obscure. <laughs> I, you launch this boat, you sail it. <laughs> it's basically it's it's a very distinct smell that comes from an unwashed fat chick. Huh. Uh, all right, I'm looking up. Don't you remember the you the horrible the, you get that on, on Urban Dictionary or something? Urban Dictionary, yeah, that's right where it's now. from. Because there was the up. there was the um, and then of course there's the awful Limp Bizkit album. Sure, you know, the chocolate, starfish. chocolate starfish and the hot dog uh, flavored water. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. which references a butthole and. Oh goddamn, he's right. So. Hmm. I've never heard that before. Yeah, mm. so it's just the little things like that that they throw in there along with the fact that each character is really hyper. And number four is a code word for alcohol. What? 
Number four. Don't get Number lost four. on Urban Dictionary, Mike. Number oh, four. I'm turning that off right now. <laughs> Come back to us, Mike. Up oh, and yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Mike is gone. It, w- it will blow Mike's hey. mind. He's like, "What is going on out there?" <laughs> I'm getting old. So, well, before we move on to <laughs> the movies, I just have to say one quick thing here. Um, hmm. When I, I did a, a guest spot on a horror podcast, and we were the the topic of the show was introducing your kids to the horror genre, but not in a you know, here, let's watch Saw together and see what happens when you're five. You know, not like that. But how do you kind of ingratiate them into that in a way if they're interested, you know, and do it safely so that there's no you know mental damage? And my whole thing was that for me, the, the best way to get your kids interested in, in, in get them over their fear of scary stuff is to watch Scooby-Doo. Because in Scooby-Doo, up until the more recent stuff, the monsters always were people in masks. So you sit your kid down, you're watching a show, the funny stuff happening, there's, it's a cartoon, it's good, and then there's scary monsters, but then at the end, it always turns out it's just some guy in a mask. And to me, that's like the best way to kind of explain to them, and it's just, you know, it's just pretend. Um, now later on, of course, it gets the, especially in the Mystery Incorporated, they kind of take that theme and, you know, it's not Old Man Withers, or it's not, you know, so-and-so in just a mask, or it's the, not the person you're expecting, it's somebody else, and they, they kind of play that up, but... In the original, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because um, the the uh, atheist movement has actually kind of taken up Scooby Doo as a, as a favorite pet because they're always debunking the supernatural and proving that you know nothing supernatural about it. It's just this, that, or the other. Yeah. So. But it's a good way to get your kids kind of over their fears. Another parallel I saw in the it's the what's new Scooby Doo is the newest one, or is it? Yeah, no, it's a Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me in terms of its structure, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where you did have Monster of the Week, but there was an overarching, I mean, not just Buffy, or even X-Files, you could say, or Fringe, where you've got the overarching plot that is revealed a little bit at a time in the Monster of the Week format. Yes. Yes. The whole thing with Mr. E. Yes. Yes. Who I'm looking at here is voiced by Louis Black. Um, I, I thought that was genius. Again, it just shows I mean, I, it's, it's not not a big idea, but if to have Scooby Doo having a plot line that carries from show to show to have the kids actually and whoever's watching it to have a reason to come back and watch it again, which basically turned this version of Scooby Doo into a you know a preteen X Files. Yeah, Against, I mean it's the reason I may actually go back and finish the series. Again, somebody oh, loved the show enough to put the time and effort into it to make it worthwhile. And I, I just was noticed here that uh, Matthew Sweet did the uh, theme music. Oh, wow. Speaking of... Uh... So my complaints that, uh, like, Transformers didn't get an awesome reboot, but uh, My Little Pony did. You know, <laughs> there's there's a little bit of... Uh, if Scooby-Doo also got Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, I'm going to rescind that complaint. Because maybe not everything I loved as a kid got an awesome reboot on the scale of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. But Scooby-Doo, I think, certainly did. I agree. And it is available on Netflix streaming if anybody's interested to check it out and you've got Netflix. It's it's right there. And it just actually ended in April of this year. It just finally, the series concluded. They've only got season one, not season two. On yeah, but there are three seasons that have happened, so there will be more eventually. So let's get to the movies. <clears throat> to the movies. Because we well, have Matt, to talk We haven't about heard a whole lot from you since uh, you hate cartoons and <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy fun things. But I know you watched the movies. I did. Well, I watched the first one at least. Um, I got a lot of problems with it, but I mean, I'll go. I'll get into the plot problems later. But I mean, just first of all, I mean, just 
I thought Scooby Doo himself was just way too animated. They made him way too human and way. I mean, he was just practically speaking. I mean, in in the original cartoon, he at least like they they you know he he would like try to form words, but you couldn't really make it out completely until Shaggy kind of translated. And now he's just basically speaking and walking and dressing up and getting on a plane, and nobody notices he's a giant great Dane in a dress. Ain't nobody gonna get me on no plane. That, that was kind of the way it was in the cartoon as well. I think you're confusing Scooby-Doo and Chewbacca. <laughs> no, I agree. In the in the movie, he he, it's room me, Raggy, right? We have to go to the bathroom, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just a little ridiculous, you know. And like he would get, you know, he would get complex orders from Shaggy, and he's like, oh, right on it. I'm gonna go run over there and do that." You know, like what? <laughs> yes. That's all you have to yeah. say about it, Pat. Well, at, at first, I mean, you want me to keep going? I'll, <laughs> yes, I'll, please. I'll, Okay, well, um, because I've seen, I'm in the mood for a good pet. I've rant. seen all okay. the movies, all right. so okay, here we go. All right, um, first of all, the problem with the whole island thing is that you know they're talking about they've got this island and they and they you know they, they start talking about how oh it's a great getaway for college spring breakers and everything. It's like no, it's not. It's a theme park. You know, I mean, kid, you know, these kids on spring break want to go places where they can you know get drunk, show their boobs, and have random sex with people. They don't want to go riding on a roller coaster. Right, right. You know, if you could combine those things. That wouldn't I, that be a bad theme park. I would go there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If I could Topless go to Disneyland, <laughs> go to Disneyland meets like Mardi Gras. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We should open up a place that we'll call it Disney Gras. Dis- Disney Gras. Disney Gras. Yeah, like Mar- it, you know, you can party like Mardi Gras at a, at a theme park like that's built like Disneyland. Huh, I like it, Pat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a real boy. <laughs> So I think I just made a million-dollar idea. But anyway. Well, too bad you just broadcast it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a billion-dollar yeah, well. lawsuit from the Walt Disney Corporation. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. They've, in fact, already sued us. It's, it's just, the Walt Just for Disney. talking Walt. about it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Walt Disney. Come on. So um, let's see. Other problems I had with it. Well, actually, you know, my okay, I'm just going to talk about – I'm not even going to talk about anything else about the movie. I'm going to talk about my biggest problem I had with this movie at the um, at the very end. When they discover that, you know, okay, first, first, well, actually, yeah, before, before I get to my, my, my biggest problem with that, I want to mention what an asshole Shaggy is. Cause when he's dipping through that cauldron and picking people's heads out, you know, and, and they, <laughs> he, he grabs the one wrong head and the guy's like, Hey man, put, let me go put me in my body. He's like, he's like, no, fuck you. I'm throwing you back into, into this fucking prison thing. <laughs> it's like, and, and not to mention, like, why wouldn't you just like pull every head out of there and suddenly, Hey, you don't have an army fighting against you. Okay. So that was my first big problem, you know? All right, but so they discovered that when they would release these things, they'd go into the people's body, and that creature would pop out, and then sunlight would kill it. Right? Right. Okay. Right. Now here's my problem. They ended. Can't wait. They did end up spilling that cauldron over, right? And they've been talking about how they've been doing this for two years, turning all these people. And that you know, Rowan Atkinson's been in the basement for two years, while Scrappy Doo is up there in a, in a Rowan Atkinson robot thing, doing all his evil for two years, and and building this little zombie army of hipsters that talk all stupid and you know so they let them all go at the same time all these souls get released at the same time and they go back to their bodies and these creatures pop out so all across america because they they're they're, they're, these souls are just getting you know put back into these people's bodies so all these monsters are getting released everywhere and they're not all going to be in the sunlight so all these people are getting just like if 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 you're down in the subway and your soul gets put back in you and this creature pops out he just gonna go on a rampage so that's something unseen in that movie, that there's just like a monster rampage going on all over the world. Well, see, that was shown in Hellboy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just bothered me. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so 
all these creatures are just getting let loose. So I mean, basically, the bad guy won. So way to ruin a terrible movie. That's what, that's what that's what bugged you. Yeah, yeah. I was more bothered by the fact that Daphne knew karate. <laughs> she knew but, lots of yeah, ways. yeah. But that was Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'll I'll forgive her. Okay, no way. Jump back. J- the yourself. <laughs> Jump back. Hey, should I get? Hoo-ha! The, I, I have this written down here. In, in Night for a Night, 1969, they make a comment about Shaggy being the school's best gymnast. And then he appa- apparently turns into a ventriloquist later in the show where he's throwing his voice into a pot outside the room that they're in just to dis- distract the guy in the ar- suit of armor so that he'll go chasing after them, and then they have actually turn on an airplane and fly the airplane around the room. So if Shaggy can be a gymnast and a ventriloquist, I will buy that Daphne is a kung fu martial arts a- expert. Not in two years, though. You don't it's learn. Also... To... This was in '69. No, I'm talking about in the movie because she comes back and says, "Hey, you know, oh, I've learned karate in the last two years. I'm not going to be a victim anymore, or whatever." Blah blah blah. That happened in the movie. So in two years, she became like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon level kung fu expert. Well, it depends on how much you practice, I guess. <laughs> I haven't slept in two years. <laughs> and I am all for character development that makes sense. Character development strictly to make the point that damsel in distress is bad is cheap and tawdry. Show her go through the process of no longer becoming a victim. Don't just have her tell the audience what you liked as a child was bad, so we're doing it different. Right? Uh, it was free to do the movie. They should it, they should have had like a, a Kill Bill montage where she went training with you know. The, I'm just saying. I personally don't think there are enough montages in movies nowadays. <laughs> Gonna have a montage. Montage. I, I don't know. It was just it was just bad on a really on a base level. I saw it in the theater actually because my nephew wanted to go, and Amy and I were drugged to go see this movie. Not you drugged. Were on drugs? No, we were. He, <laughs> we that had to help, so we wouldn't yeah. have to remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember sitting down, going, "I don't want to ruin my childhood," because it's like it's like the the current Smurfs movie. I love the Smurfs, like a weird obsession with the Smurfs, and I didn't want to see the new movie because it just looked god awful. Joel, what? You're a freak. I am. Uh, and you are uh, pay, Smurfs. I love the Smurfs. Okay, but but so I felt the same way about Scooby. But but I watched it anyway, and I sat there the whole time going, "What the hell." I and I felt like Ray Pape was in the theater with me. <laughs> was not a consensual bear there too? And Mr. No Note? He was getting popcorn. He was getting popcorn. I'm getting popcorn. Oh, I do have to say putting uh what's his name? <laughs> Why does he sound like Tiny <laughs> Tim? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Pat, that's the secret. Mr. No Nose is Tiny Tim. <laughs> I heard a pickup line this week, by the way, Pat, and I'm going to yes. give this to you because you're the only one of us that is gainfully single. <clears throat> if I was a, or if you Wait, were, gainfully, you can get paid for yes. it. The next Nothing date money. you want to go on with a girl, oh. tell her, say, if you were a child molester, I'd get into your van. <laughs> See how far that gets you. I like that. I'm, I'm going to get popcorn. Anyway, it was it was <laughs> not the Yeti. It's Mister No Nose. It's guys... not Mister No Nose. It's Tiny Tim. No, it's and not. I would have mis- gotten away with it if it weren't <laughs> for those tiny bubbles. <laughs> and Yoko Ono. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
Isn't that Mel Torme? <laughs> no, Who is no, that? that yes. is Tiny Tim. Tiny no, Tim. Tiny that, Bubbles was Tiny, Don no, Bubbles. Don, Don, Don Ho. Don, Don, Don Ho. Tiny, yeah. Tiny Tim is actually Don Ho? <laughs> well, there are a lot of masks in this episode. Tiny Tim saying tipped out through the tulips. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don Ho saying Tiny Bubbles. <laughs> and Metallica saying Understand Man. Anyway. <laughs> So, did anybody uh, see Monsters man. Unleashed, the second we, one? We have, we have derailed again. We have reached the bottom. <laughs> now, pull the lever for the sub-basement. <laughs> did anybody I watch Monsters Unleashed? <laughs> no. Okay, good. You don't have to, because it was terrible. It was god-awful. It, it made the first one look like Citizen Kane. Wow. See, but the thing is, Joel, I know what movies you kind you watch. No, I've seen Citizen Kane. And for him to say something is bad. Is, yeah. Bad. Yeah. That is. It, it was just... A cheap reason to make more money. The monsters were dumb and rancid, and it was just, it was just, it was just pointless. And then, but my kids wanted to see it. They loved those movies. And when Cartoon Network announced that they were doing Scooby Doo: The Mystery Begins, I was like, Oh Jesus, here we go again. And it was a totally different cast, four no names, and the only person that in that really was known was Frank Welker was doing Scooby. But my kids wanted to see it, so I rented it. And I have to say, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. It's not like the most amazing thing ever, but it's actually pretty good if you haven't seen it. Have any of you seen it? No, I have not. Wait, which one again? I thought you were, were we just telling, you just telling us that it was terrible? Or no, I was telling that... you Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed was god-awful, but the third movie of the live-action series, Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins, and incidentally, Scooby-Doo and the Lake Monster, which was the sequel to that one, totally different cast, okay. none of the original cast members, no names in it. Nobody was in it except Frank Welker, Scooby-Doo. Everybody else was just no-name actors, kid actors. Mm. It was more like the Mystery Inc. show. It's kind of self-deprecating, kind of pointed fun at the stuff that, you know, was silly. Um, there's a point in it uh, in the original where they're trying to figure out what clothes they're going to wear to go solve a mystery. And Fred is a, is a brunette. He's not a blonde in the show. And he goes and he's like, he goes and one of the girls is like, why don't you wear an ascot? And he's like, the ascots went out in the 60s or something like that. You know, it's just kind of... They're poking fun at themselves, but they do it in a way that the adults get it, but the kids are just like, ha ha, he said something funny. You know, they don't know what he's saying. He right. said ass. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, if you're going to watch any of the live action ones, the two more recent ones, even though they're silly and dumb and direct TV movies, they are leaps and bounds beyond the big budget ones that came to the theaters that just were like, it's like pooping on a grave. You know, it's just disrespectful. But somehow satisfying. It is. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I was getting candy. <laughs> I I agree with you on that. I agree with you the again with the self-referential things and the and like in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, the knowledge that they have that what they're doing is kind of silly, but there is that okay, but then again with the the undertone with Mr. E. Um I've never seen this third one that you speak of. After I watched half of the second one and then walked off and drank. Um, say what you want about the first and the second one. Matthew Lillard coming on as Shaggy. No, he is the new Shaggy. Yes. Oh, no, I know. And that's the thing is that he originally started out as a new Shaggy in the live action movie. And that's one of the. And then he went over to take over the voice. That's one of the good things that happened is he's now exactly. officially been Shaggy for quite a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh, it's Mr. Morose. <laughs> <laughs> Big office man. All right. Oh, it's Here Ron Rowe. I've got. Also, you know what the other thing was? What? The music in the later shows was much better. Oh, yeah, they had um, they had actually some pretty good names doing the music. Um, in the oh, the Edge, 
what about like Bono and the Edge? No, 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 no. Yeah, Bono. Oh, no, what show am I thinking of? I was no, I'm sorry. The the Batman. Oh, that's uh, we rented a we took checked out a bunch of stuff. I've watched a lot of cartoons in the last well, week. The, the um, Scooby Doo, um, more than usual. <laughs> the one with the the witches. What it's one of the newer movies. Scooby Doo and the the witch. What's it called? <laughs> anyway, Scooby-Doo. they they had the the girls that were in it. They were called the Hex Girls, and they. Oh yeah, yeah. They, all the music was done by I want to say uh, what was the name Kay Haney, who used to be in I think Letters to Cleo, and does music for TV shows and stuff now. And it just was really catchy girl pop. And a lot of the music now, that's that's what they do. They get, you know, good music, I think. And again, it's, you know, hey, you want to record the opening music to Scooby-Doo? Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, here we have, let's see. Wait, are you asking me? I've got, hey, opening Mystery Mystery Incorporated. Here's the opening. I'm going to try this again. Hopefully I won't (laughs) fall into a trap for Matthew Sweet. I like this. I think that's wait. This is this is the opening credits to Mystery in, uh, Mystery Incorporated. That's not what I'm thinking of. What are you thinking of? I don't know what I'm thinking of. It's late. It is late for old people. Sure. Um, yeah. So good. I think good dialogue in the new episodes also. Sure. You want to... Before we move on, did anybody else? Because uh, we know I always the way Pat turns things to wrestling. Always, I always turn them <laughs> to video games. Um, mm-hmm. Did anyone else play Scooby Doo Night of a Hundred Frights for the PS2? I played it for GameCube, and it was great. Yeah, it not only does it uh, encompass the iconic scenes of the 1960s and 70s uh, Scooby Doo, but it, it also marked some interesting things in uh, video game history. Is the f- uh, first, last, and only time that Don Knotts ever did voice work for a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a like a all star cast. Did have Frank Welker, um, had Tim Conway, uh, Tim Curry, and then uh, some lesser people filling in other. Uh, Scooby Doo and Shaggy were actually done by Scott Innes in that one, mm-hmm. who did some of the direct uh, DVD films from the like early two thousands. Yeah, and uh, Tim Curry also played the mastermind. Right. Yeah, it was it was a great game. Uh, music by Tommy Tallarico. Music was really good. I mean, the, that game was a lot better than I was anticipating it being. It's one of those where I bought it for the kids and wound up playing it myself. Yeah, just thought it, it deserved a mention. No, it totally deserves a mention because it, it kept all the villains. You know, you had the the Doctor Voodoo, you had the uh, giant scary robot thing, you had the zombie, you had the werewolf, Mr. Hyde, all the original. Yeah. yeah, all the boss monsters. I mean, there was all of them connected. They didn't make up any new villains for this. They all could connect. Every single villain, every boss villain, would go back to original Scooby-Doo uh, episodes. So uh, Charlie the Robot, that's his name, the Funland Robot. You know, every single one of those would go back to original episode, and I thought it was great. I mean, it was, that was possibly one of the best homages to a TV show in a video game was, that I've ever seen. I mean, the X, X-Files games weren't as good as that one was, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Pat, does that uh, qualify as your uh, wrestling reference, or do you actually have a way to work it in this week? No, I, I don't think I, it, I, I want it to be natural, so I don't want to force it. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, That's the not first true. time I've ever heard him say that. 
Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I, that, that, that shut me down. I got nothing. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost is the one that features the Hex Girls, which they came back for another episode later. Um, but that was the first one where they kind of appeared. Well, I'm looking up in the Scooby-Doo-pedia. There is actually an episode called, seeing, just so you get your wrestling in there, Matt. Yay. There is an episode called WrestleManiacs. You gotta go see that now. Oh, it was Jane (laughs) Weedlin. Jane Weedlin was Dusk, you know, from, uh, the Go-Go's. Yeah. She was the, she was the Hex Girl. No, she was the Hex, one of the Hex Girls. She wrote the music. John, yeah, I'm looking at, I don't see any wrestling names in here that I would recognize. Give me one of them. I I would think Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings? Nope. John DiMaggio. Nope. But John DiMaggio, he's a voice actor. He, He was on the Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel McFarlane and David Faustino. Doesn't look like they had anybody. See, I think Coco Beware would be a natural fit for uh, Scooby Doo. Oh, I would so watch that. Yeah, and the Ultimate Warrior. So, I think we should do that for Patrick. Just see if we can get a Scooby Doo show. It just has different wrestlers on it. <laughs> so, how about how about some sound bites? Since it seems to be working now, you want to hear some? Sure. Come on, do why we not? have this a choice? For, okay. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, I got the. I, I guess it all depends on what button, button he pushes. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's see if I press the trapdoor button. Daphne! What happened? Something that smelled like drawn butter threw me in the van. Yeah. You, nothing. Something yeah. Something like drawn butter drew me into the van. Something smelled. Yeah, there you go. Must have been the crab episode. Uh, mm. Mm, crabs. Yuck. Would you rub oil on my back? Fred likes <laughs> Did everybody just die? <laughs> what just that, was the, that was the episode <laughs> where they were fighting mimes. Did the rapture occur? Did we lose Mike again? <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. still here, but what are you trying to oh, I was going to mess with yeah. them. I know, should have just been all Please quiet. tell me I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right. Everyone's got Mike convinced that he's dropped off. <laughs> off of the podcast. Why? And he's like, oh, God damn it, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing but so static. what are we talking about next week? All right. Well, I think we're ready to wrap it up, so... Uh, 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 next uh, week Patrick. we are going about scary it's movies it's then and now what scared us then what scares us yeah. now because uh, i hear it's there's our a halloween ha- show basically one of us yeah it's part one of two yep for our halloween so i've got my two chosen spooktacular. Uh, oh yes yeah no one's ever so said that, that before yeah said that. Like, i said that already that's good i gotta write that down um i want credit for that not the guys at hallmark i want credit yes yeah, yes, yes, that you, you get credit, credit for that. that. Oh, yeah, Jesus, true. I've seen how you spend money. Nobody's giving you credit. There are no well, guys they, at home. They did. They learned again. <laughs> Twice. Nope. Fool me once. Shame yep. on me. Oh, oh. All right. So, folks, if you also want to see what's going on with us, you can check us out on Facebook. You can email us things that you would like us to know at 40go14 at uh, gmail.com. That's 40GO14 at gmail.com. And we're also on iTunes. So yeah, please come on, on iTunes, leave us a message, leave us a rating, give us some too. stars. We're, you know. we're also on Stitcher, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, we should. And we will be popping shoe. up on Blueberry any time now once we get recorded live. Yes, we are on Stitcher and uh, Talk Shoe. Yes. So join us next week as we talk about our scariest Halloween, movies then and now the original and then movie. after that we're going to be watching <laughs> our Halloween episode we'll be doing what? a Christmas <laughs> story Halloween <laughs> the original 
Yeah. <laughs> when a Grinch Stole Christmas? That was a knockoff. <laughs> yes. That was a knockoff. We're one. going to be watching When a Grinch Stole Christmas. Sorry, Tim, um, Tim Jerry. Yep. When the Grinch met Sally. <laughs> yeah. Like Stella got her Grinch back. <laughs> that was awful. By the way, uh, Pat, you had uh, you had a little uh, event just recently. How'd it go? Oh yeah, uh, good. Add in the had my ten minute stand up gig last night. It went well. I got uh, yeah. laughs when I thought I was going to get laughs, and groans when I thought I was going to get groans, and absolute horrified silence when I thought I was going to get that. So huh. <laughs> it worked out well. If anybody wants to see it, it is online on on my Facebook account. But you have to be friends with me on Facebook, I guess, to see it. So so be yeah. friends with Pat. Yeah, stand Send up me a friend for ten minutes. Yep. Stand up for ten minutes. There's horrified silence and groans. So pretty much, what happens when you take Viagra? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or we could. Wow. Or I was gonna say I we could post that, his yeah. act to the just about to say uh, that. On 14 oh, oh. I was, but I was gonna do it in the chat in case we yeah. thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. No, you. I think the other three of us don't have anything really new. <laughs> I'm streaming video games. Oh, I think it's a great I idea. That podcasts, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Undercover Unitards is going strong, and yeah. the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. I took a break last week due to my idiocy with computers. I'm dumb, uh, but it'll be back this week. It's my idiocy with money. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't your idiocy with yeah, computers. Yeah, here's a guy who took three days, a complete reformatting yes. of his hard drive, hours of help bill. from various friends, family, and his own knowledge, to come to the realization that not only did I not pay the uh, telephone bill, I did not pay the Comcast bill. And so they shut me off, and that's why my computer didn't work. Not because I had some sort of problem. It's because I'm dumb. It's <laughs> it pretty was, funny. Oh, I want to get a screen cap. I was so on frustrated. I was going to throw my computer out the window, and, and poor little computer here. It, wasn't it was my fault. damn funny. It was my fault. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would have helped. <laughs> no. but I was just getting candy. No. <laughs> why you gotta make me hurt you? Uh oh, we better roll. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will be back next week with our scariest movies episode. Be bye, sure bye, to send everybody. us an email or rate us on on uh, iTunes. Hey, baby, say, gee whiz. Would you wash your eyes with scrappy? That's exactly-